Hello and welcome to EA Sports Podcast Episode 9. We're here to you once again in the new year 2019 and we are just so happy to be here. I don't know if I'm getting old. I don't know if I have any wrinkles yet, but it is a new year and we're all going to be taking a step forward. And the greatest step forward, I say, sports this year, I think I am really optimistic for what is going to be in this world of sports. What are you the most excited about in this new year 2019? Think you know we have the rest of the NBA season to go, the NFL playoffs, and of course the start of the baseball season a little bit farther ahead in the year. But it'll be a lot of fun things to talk about, and we we are very sorry that we have not been in the kind of like recording lately. We just had a lot. We've been really busy with family and school, and you know we'll we'll try in twenty nineteen to get a lot more episodes out. That's our more. resolution right there. We will feed the machine we will give you some podcasts we will we will record more episodes we do promise you we'll get more than eight we'll promise you that (laughs) if we don't then i don't know shame on us yeah exactly we have a whole summer and we have the rest of the year so you know that'll be fun we're gonna put this out there for us helping you and giving you all the recent sports news we would absolutely love it when you listen to this please recommend it to a friend family member family member anyone that you would think would benefit and enjoy a podcast like this Something that's interactive, teaches you about sports, and gets you caught up in all the recent news. Please do us a favor so we can do you more and more favors. So now getting into our first segment. We kind of, this year we kind of focus more on organizing our podcast into segments to make it a little more interactive, a little yeah. more fun, and frankly, a little more enjoyable for us as well. Yeah. So our first segment that we are going to add that we're going to try to do rather often, we're going to call this one GM for a Day. I'm going to ask Anch, and we're going to make him GM for a day. Anch, and trust me, you don't need the suit and tie here. We'll just let you improvise. You're going to be a GM, and I'm going to tell you, I think we're in the heart of basketball season. Why don't we start with a basketball GM for a day? I'm going to give him a team. We're probably going to do a few. And you're going to tell me what would be the first move you would make as the GM to make this team better. Okay? Are you up for the job? I don't know. I think... uh... A lot of, lot of NBA teams need a better GM, so I think I can hopefully... And you're hopefully, qualified. <laughs> yeah, I'm very qualified, so hopefully I can step in and give them a little bit of advice. Wonderful. So we're going to go with our hometown Pistons, okay? This team has star power. Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, Reggie Jackson emerging back from the injury, right? Mm-hmm. They have pieces, but they also they need to figure out some bench and also the four and five on the court. Yes. They need to have some stability. If you were the GM for our hometown Pistons... What would be your first move? I think the biggest, I'm going to tell you, the biggest needs this Piston team needs is better defense and better three-point shooting. Because our three-point shooting is atrocious. But our defense is even worse. Yeah. I think really our only defenders is Blaker from Nunderdome. And they can't be holding on the forward on defense. Reggie Jackson is not a good defender. No. And then off the bench, I'd say our best defender is Stanley Johnson, Johnson. But you can't just have one defender guarding like one player. I mean, you have to have a, you have to have a good set, like balance of defense. So... I would say we need to trade for a good defender. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I thought, actually, when he was on the market, he no longer is. Trevor Ariza would have been a great find for the Well, Pistons. you can make a trade. So assemble your trade. Okay, you would so do. the Wizards have just traded for Trevor Ariza, so that would be tough to get. I think we would have to trade Luke Kennard, which mm-hmm. I feel like would be great. To, yeah. I, don't like, I don't think he's really doing much except you know, shooting the ball. But I feel like Trevor Ariza... Inconsistently make, yeah, as well. Inconsistently. I think you do Luke Kennard, mm-hmm. probably more. maybe Jose Calderon, yeah. and um, a, f- a second-round pick for next year for Trevor Reza and then a second-round pick from the Wizards as well. So that would 
potentially solve our defensive woes yes. and our three point shooting. There you go. You got one. Give us a little bit of a spark. And I think personally, we should trade Reggie Jackson. I don't think he fits. with his contract. I, yeah, and I don't think he fits well with our team. And I don't want to let him walk over in free agency. I think he definitely knows he's on the market for trade. So it's tough. I don't. There are a lot of point guards in this league who I feel like we should trade for. I've heard the Mavericks are willing to give Dennis Smith Jr. So let's start there. Dennis Smith Jr., a young point guard from North Carolina State, but I think NBA GMs. I've heard the rumors that they are that Dennis Smith Jr. is can be tradable. So I think we'd have to give up Reggie Jackson, Stanley Johnson, and Luke Kennard. A boatload. Yeah, we'd have we're to give we're, we're getting he's a very he's a young player. Yeah. So Luke Kennard, Stanley Johnson, and Reggie Jackson in a, in a second round pick wow. for Dennis Smith Jr. Wow, that. That's a haul. I'll tell you, it's a lot, but I'll tell you why. The Mavericks are definitely not going to give away Dennis Smith Jr. for a bag of chips, as I like to say. Yeah. He's a young... He's a a young, emerging star, but I think that's a fair... Maybe we could maybe subtract Stanley Johnson from the package and maybe Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, and then maybe two second-round picks. Just kind of... I feel like that's a pretty fair offer because... Excuse me. um, The Mavericks aren't going to just trade him for nothing. So now give me a shout-out. I want to try my little GM strategy myself. So give me a team in the NBA that possibly can be my assistance. Team, I think the Lakers. The I think Lakers. the Lakers are one major piece away from being a, very, a contender in the league. I can help you with this. As the Lakers GM, you know, sitting out on the beach, beautiful California, I kind of have inspiration, okay? With the Lakers, I really think their biggest need is someone... Down low to man the middle. I think that's probably their weakest asset, right? They have some shooters. They have some young pieces. Mm-hmm. And they have everything centered around LeBron James, okay? Pretty solid team. I think they could use someone down there to get pulling down some rebounds, putting up and blocking some shots and protecting the rim. So I'm going to also connect this back to the Pistons. Okay. I think the Lakers are going to trade for Andre Drummond. And here's why. The Pistons, they should be much better than their record is really proving so far this year. And the, a lot of the questions have been, are all three of the big pieces, Jackson, Drummond, and Griffin, all seamlessly playing together? And the answer is no. There has to be some problems. So I think maybe getting a new face in there, maybe pull, getting Drummond out, because he's a lot of value right now. He's playing at a very high level. They can potentially get a lot in. So I can see a potential trade over there, getting Andre Drummond in a Lakers uniform. I can maybe see this for a package, maybe including JaVale McGee. Maybe help at the point guard position. Maybe get a guy like Lonzo Ball or Rajon Rondo. You know what I'm saying? Put a package there. Give Detroit a great option. I think that would be my first move as the Lakers GM. I have one thing about that trade. I don't think the Pistons, if they were to trade anyone out of their quote-unquote big three of Reggie Jackson, Blake Griffin, and Andre Drummond, they would trade Reggie Jackson because he's, in my opinion, a selfish player. And he's not, and he's been kind of toxic, I think, in the Pistons locker room. If in my I opinion. would agree with you if he was playing up to his salary. The problem is to move him, mm-hmm. you are going to take a hit because he's not been playing to that superstar level in which he is getting paid. Yeah. He's playing, in my opinion, below average. And so right now, I don't think it's good to move him because he's just not valuable. I he's think, really under. I think we have to because he's going to go into free agency this summer and. I don't really think we want to sign him back, especially yeah, his contract. Probably not. And I don't think we will sign him back. So you don't want to just let someone walk. Like, 
many teams have done in the past. They've just let they've let free agents walk, and yeah, the Pacers did the same thing with Paul George. They let him walk. They didn't. Or sorry, not the Pacers. Thinking of a different team, but it's happened where they just let this player walk and they don't sign him back. Absolutely, or they don't trade. So we gave you our opinions about the Lakers and the Pistons. I think we're going to do one more. We're going to wrap it up. Okay. The last team that I really want to focus on has a lot of struggles. Okay, and I think there's a lot of options to move here and get younger, maybe get more skilled and more cohesive. That's really the main one. I think it's cohesiveness and teamwork. Anch, you'll be granted. The GM of the Wizards. The Wizards. Underperforming Wizards. I want to see what you're going to do. Day one is GM. What are you doing? All right. I say we trade. We gonna we gotta get rid of John Wall. We need to yeah. We need to push something. He's kind of playing. He's been. He hasn't really been. He's kind of a bad teammate. Can you trade him though when he's injured? He's not injured. I don't think he's injured at the moment. But John Wall, I think he can still get value for him because I think many many teams feel that um he he still can live up to that superstar potential and he's shown it many times. The Wizards. We kind of all forgot they were before last year. Last year they were in eighth seed. The year before they were in the second round and pushed Boston to seven games before Boston would eventually lose to Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals. We everyone forgets that that Washington was there. John Wall's actually out for the season. Oh yeah, he'll. Yeah, I was telling. I was telling you. See, so but I we're gonna play as he's healthy. Yeah, let's we're just say, say let's just say John Wall's healthy. We got to trade him. I would say. I mean, what's a team that would need a player like John Wall? I think, I think Phoenix needs a point guard. Phoenix really yeah. doesn't have like a point guard. They traded Eric Bledsoe because he didn't really want to be there, and they have a really kind of a solid foundation. I feel like they have um, they have DeAndre Ayton and they have Devin Booker, two players who one has already proven he can be a superstar, and then the other is a rookie. Warren. Warren's another very good. Oh, T.J. Warren's very good as well. But one, and then also in Devin Booker, who's shown that he's he can be a superstar talent than DeAndre Ayton, who's a rookie sensation in my opinion. So I think you get him in a Suns uniform. Now for who, this is very tough because the Suns, I don't know who they would flip. They already tr- they they should have um I think traded Ty- Tyson Chandler instead of let him walk. Like they did, but I think. John Wall to the Suns. I think you gotta trade TJ Warren. You got you gotta give a boatload. You gotta give TJ Warren You gotta give a lot. I think you give them picks for this. I mean the Suns, they're not going to be good. I think this year they're they're playing quite bad. I think they might have the first or second pick in the draft in the lottery odds. So I think you give them maybe a first round and a second round pick for John Wall. I kind of like this. I think kind of giving them maybe, I think you give them Warren. I think you could give them also Chris. Yeah, Marquise Chris is on the Rockets now. Oh, they trained him. What you can give him is, um, what's his name, um, Bender? Yeah, Dragon Bender. He's, you can ship Warren, you can ship Bender, and you can ship a pick or two. Yeah. I think that would do the trick. John Wall. And I think John Wall in a Sons uniform, I think it work. Me too. Well, I love it. I don't know if there's any class in high school arms that you can take for this, but I think you have a knack at it. I really do. Yeah, hopefully I can uh, be a GM, and hopefully you'll see me behind the desk of a front office one day in the future. I doubt on the court, but we'll see you behind the desk. If you have any response to any of the things we said, feel free to leave a comment. Disagree, disagree. We love to hear it either way. Now we're going to move on to the basketball news segment. Now we'll be moving on to our news section. Our news section today will be all basketball since it's in full swing at the moment in the mid-season form. I'll start talking about something kind of not really LeBron-esque. LeBron tends to to have have good-look opinions. Usually he's not too out there. He just kind of stays in his lane. 
In a documentary called More Than an Athlete on ESPN, he claimed that the 2016 finals made him the greatest player of all time. Now, just to refresh your memory on the 2016 finals, Warriors had a 3-1 to lead on the Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers came back, and in the heroic Game 7 performance, LeBron, I think, had a triple-double. Kyrie Irving hit the game-winning shot. LeBron hit a block on Andre Iguodala, which is pretty memorable, and a block on Steph Curry, which is a little less memorable. Ethan, what do you think about this statement from someone you wouldn't really expect to make a, a statement like this? So, you know... I've been kind of I my opinion's usually pretty pronounced on this on this um on who I think the best player in the world is. Yeah. I'm usually a Michael Jordan guy, right? I just admire him. I think he for his time he had a great especially athletic ability and he obviously performed at such a high level for such a long time. I I'm becoming a little soft, okay? I'm starting to think LeBron's creeping in there in my and even in my opinion. That's saying something for me. Okay, you know me. Yeah. I'm a pretty big stickler for Jordan, but LeBron's coming in there. I'm not going to make my claim who I think's the best, but he's making great contention. I, I, I disagree with his claim that the 2016 playoffs made him the best player of all time, and here's why. If we're really going to talk about championships and finals, it is a blowout for Jordan in that, in that, I think sti- he's saying in like, that statistical realm. I think he's saying like his performance in the 2016 okay. finals. I'm Great not time. saying like the Great. win. If we're comparing rings, Jordan wipes him out. Yeah. Okay. He'll take a Clorox wipe and just... Kick him on the curb. What I think makes him the best, or in contention, are his stats. The points, right? The balancing of rebounds, assists, right? And the development, right? He's a much better passion. You know what I'm saying? So the argument that the finals is making him one of the best, I disagree with. Because I think if we're talking about finals, I'm looking at Jordan. But if I'm looking at pure statistics, through the regular season, LeBron, if he finishes career off with a bang... Possibly could have the edge, and that could what make him the best player. Of I already think, if for my, in my opinion, LeBron James is the best player of all time. I just feel like the time in which LeBron plays in race to face teams like the Warriors, the Thunder, like this Thunder team with George and the Celtics and the East, and just like these super teams, not even the Sixers with Embiid, Simmons, and Butler, just like an insane like amount of star, star talent on like individual teams. There was nothing like that in Jordan's era. He was able to kind of move through with such an easy thing. I thought 2016 too made him the greatest player. And I I told myself when he came back to Cleveland, I wasn't the biggest fan of him. I said, if he wins a championship in Cleveland, he has my vote. And he did. He brought them from three to one, which even made his argument clear. But I think for it to kind of be, it's still not even like official. It still fluctuates. But I think for him, in my mind, now to be the greatest, he needs to win a championship with L.A. Yeah, I think that to, would... To will a team like that to the championship... I, it's not his worst team. I think last year's Cavs were the worst team he's ever played with. But to bring a team so young, so raw to the finals and then win would be incredible. I also think he needs, he needs to solidify the fact that he he does have the capability, like Jordan did, to lead teams to the finals and win. Plus, you know what I'm saying? He, he brings them there, but sorry against the Warriors. I get it. He's not winning he, because they're a superpower team, but... He needs to show that in tightening the gap, I think, with another championship win, mm-hmm. well, I think might be able to push him over the edge for the best player. Possibly. I don't know. I'd like to list the teams Jordan's played in the finals. I, I think I, if I can do it off memory, I don't know. I can think off the top of my head. He played the Jazz with Stockton and Malone. Those are two players. But I didn't think that team was very balanced. He played the Lakers in the 90 finals, which was an old team decline. They were on the, They were at the very, like, they're declining 
I don't even know how they made the finals. It, it was not 90. It was not 90. It was 91 or 92. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Let's see. He played the Suns, which only had Charles Barkley and okay. Dan Marley. And I can't think of the other ones. Oh, the Sonics. I think the Sonics was the best team he played. Yeah, they were good. They were With good. Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, and I think that was the most balanced team that he played. Now, LeBron, let's go to him. He played in 07, the Spurs, who swept them. Which, I mean, the Spurs were amazing. They had Parker, Ginobili, Duncan, and Bruce Bowen, who's a great defender. That team was insane. And plus, LeBron was wielding a team which, like, was sucked. It's now 2011, which he lost to Dirk Nowitzki's Mavs. I don't give a LeBron excuse in those finals. That, that was a beatable team. That was I very, agree. That was, that was a very beatable team. Plus, he played awful during those finals. I, mm-hmm. I mean, Dwayne Wade played so much better than him. And I think that at that point, like his legacy is being questioned. And I, I questioned it too. I'm like, you lost to this team? This team is so beatable. Now, the next year, those Spurs, those, those pesky Spurs. Or no, sorry, the, the Thunder the next year. That was a good team. Harden, Westbrook, Durant. They made the finals. He beat them in five. Yeah. Okay, that's a very tough team. Now, moving on. Next team, Spurs. Spurs, were those, it was a very good team. He beats them. And he comes back after in game six in which the, the they had like the, the tape around the crowd so that no one came on the court for the trophy presentation already prepared for San Antonio. But LeBron came back and they won the finals. Now... Next, he ended up playing Spurs, and he lost again. Because I, I just didn't think... I think he knew he was leaving, and it just didn't look like a dedicated performance for him. Yeah. Then the next year, he had to play the Warriors, and that team was... That team just... It came out of nowhere, and they just had kind of, like, everyone with them. LeBron lost Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love throughout those playoffs, and he was kind of, like, fighting it with Del Vadova and Thompson. Like, that's yeah. not a team... Not a good supporting cast. 2016. That's incredible. I mean, that's one of the most incredible performances I've ever seen. To wheel the team back from through and deficit against a 73-win team. Yeah. The next year, Kyrie Irving... No, Kyrie Irving... Had Kyrie Irving left at that point? I don't recall. I don't know, but... Okay, Warriors had Kevin Durant. Then, Warriors had Kevin Durant again. And the Warriors were just a better team and LeBron is wielding a garbage team which almost went which almost lost to the Pacers. Yeah, it was that one was everything was probably against them so, opposed to playoffs. I think I mean, I have to get all of Jordan's opponents cuz I didn't get I, didn't, I did not get all of his opponents I don't think. But LeBron's made it to more finals although he's lost more. Yeah. He played I think in my opinion harder teams. That's what I think should make LeBron the greatest. Yeah. No, granted he's played very well I'm just saying when I'm looking at it, I don't think that will be the deciding factor. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I don't like people giving the rings argument. I just don't think it's a very far argument. Okay, we're going to move on to, so the Hornets, the Charlotte Hornets are a team, not even, they're, they're, they're floating around the back of the con- Eastern Conference. They're in the playoffs, but they're not the best. They're looking to trade Frank Kaminsky and dump Nicholas Batum's salary now, this kind of uh, overlaps the segment that we had before on GM for Day. Who? Where do you think these two service, these two players' services, should be um, put? Frank Kaminsky is a decent post player and a shooter. Batum's a shooter. Yeah, you know, it's. I remember Batum, and there was so much hype about him when he was a when he was a young coming when he was in the league, break, bursting through. So much hype. He has never lived up to it. He has really, in my opinion, underperformed at every level that he has. He is getting paid. Like, he should be performing like a superstar, an all-star, and he's not performing at that level. Yeah. And I, truthfully, I can see sparks 
of greatness. I don't. But think a spark won't light a fire. I think he's just a shooter. He's just like he's a spot up shooter, and a spot up shooter like him would. I mean, his services would be valued somewhere. Exactly. So I could see maybe some possible right, some possible Pistons, teams maybe. that could use some three point shooting. The Pistons. The Pistons. They could use a player like Batum. I think he would slide in beautifully. And really solidify that lineup. I think even Memphis could use You know what I'm saying? Memphis is another team I think could use maybe some three-point assistance. And then Frank Kaminsky, I like. I really respect the big men, right, Mm -hmm. down there. Especially guys that can do multiple, that have multiple assets. He can post. He can shoot. His service, I think, can be used in a wide variety as a backup player. Yeah. Is he a starter, in my opinion, right now in this league? No. But I think any team could use a guy like that. To man down the center and play some good defense. I think the Lakers off. could use him maybe as a backup, like power forward. Like I was saying, that they could use help at that at the power position. I think Beasley is not a reliable backup power forward. Yeah, that one very good playing. year with New York with last New year. New York, but you know, is that going to be no, consistent? I I don't think so either. All right, we're gonna move on to Kawhi Leonard. Of course, the whole saga with San Antonio. Then he was dealt to Toronto, and now. Toronto's one of the best teams in the league. Grant, I believe they're third on on the power rankings for week 11 or 12, yeah. So now he's coming back to San Antonio. You know, the old return game. I think we've seen that so many times. LeBron in 2010 coming back to Cleveland versus... You know, I want to talk about that. We weren't around. I thought it found it so amazing how uh, the opinion of a player can change so quickly. LeBron in 2010, he comes back to Cleveland... The signs, the booing, everything. He he was treated like a villain. Kind of reminded me of when Kevin Durant came back Durant, to Oklahoma City. City. Yep. Then you look now, down, what was that, like eight years later, and now he's getting, there's like the cheering. I didn't hear one boo. I really didn't. Yeah. So. But let me also say this. Now let's, let's, let's go to Kawhi Leonard. On the, on the part of LeBron, right, that was a lot of hurt and pain to the fans, yeah. right? I think Kawhi, it's definitely the organization itself and the people in that organization. I get the the fans also might dislike it, but there's so much dismantle and disarray, mm-hmm. like with the coaching and the upper management echelon, yeah. that will this ever become like a cohesive, right? A coexisting feat? I really don't know. And like Greg Popovich, for example, said he was a great player, but he was never a leader for this yeah. team. That's a stab right in the back. But yeah. Do you need to say that? It might be true, granted, right? But do we always have to say things that know they, they will light a fire? As well as his other teammates when he was in San Antonio, taking side swipes and shots at him when he's coming back from injury. Do I know if they're true? I can't test the validity of those claims. I'm not in the Houston, uh, excuse me, I'm not in the San Antonio locker room. Yeah. I don't know. But is that appropriate? That should all have been taken care of in house where the public should not be seeing all this. How do you think the fans should react to Kawhi Leonard's return? How should it, they should? They should cheer. They should respect. They should love him because how they will. They gave so much. He gave so much to yeah. them. Yeah, he he won a Finals MVP. He gave so much. But how they will is a different. How story. they will? It's going to be booze. Probably bitter. Probably mm-hmm. sour. Probably rude. Does he deserve it? I don't know. I wasn't there throughout the whole process, but I definitely did see all the negative energy coming from all the players, and even his coach against him, I, in my opinion, he will not get a very fair treating. Yeah, I mean, I really don't think... I mean, I, if I was a fan, I'd be mad too, and I think... I don't blame them for being mad, yeah. but he has given a lot to that franchise. All right, now, Kawhi Leonard, he's an all-star. Now, let's move on to some... We have some... The first 
fan returns of voting for the All-Star Games are out for both conferences. The top vote-getters in both conferences think pretty obvious. Let's see. Take a guess. I, if you already know... In the West, more. I'm going to go... Either Curry or LeBron. Which one would you say? I'll give Curry the edge. Okay, and in the East? In the East? This one's tough because there are some very good quality players in the Eastern Conference... I'm probably going to give this... I'm going to have to give this one, I'm going to say, to... Uh, oh, God, I just don't know. There's so many players. Yeah, the East is really talented. Oh, there's so many good players. I don't know in the East. Okay, so you had it... You, you didn't have... You were incorrect in the West. It's LeBron. Okay, LeBron. You, were, you said it, but yeah. you went with Curry. And in the East, it's Giannis on to the Kupo. Oh, I should have had... We, we went to the Bucks game. And yeah. Spectacular performance. Played very well. Probably traveled eight times that wasn't called, but you know, he had a great game. Great. One thing I found interesting, if I'm looking in the Eastern front court, Blake Griffin got the sixth most and Andre Drummond got the eighth most. So two all stars from the Pistons. And I found I found that really fun. Deservingly. Yeah. As Blake Griffin. At the beginning of the season, Blake Griffin was playing like an MVP. I mean now it's we, it's he, not, he's an all star. Yeah. Not an MVP, not even close in my opinion, but an all star. Definitely an all star. Andre Drummond got the um what is it? The eighth, eighth most. Said? Yes, the eighth most. Deservingly so. And I so we so the Pistons have two all stars. And one thing I found interesting in the East I mean sorry, in the West guards. Yeah, let's hear it. Guess who got the second most votes? Second most votes for a guard. Yes. It's, it's, uh... Lillard? No, Derrick Rose. Okay, you know... I don't, I don't agree with him. I like Derrick, I think... I like him. Second most votes, I disagree. I think Derrick Rose, I mean, if you could get the stats on how he's playing. I I can pull that up for us while we're discussing. But Derrick Rose, he's come back this season with a new, like... Something to look. I feel like he he's like he was really he was down in the dumps, and then he comes out, scores fifty, and then he's he's just playing incredibly well for Minnesota. And Minnesota, even though they lost Jimmy Butler, has still been playing well. Now Ethan has his stats. Granted, we all love the comeback story. We all love the comeback kid. We all root for him, right? In mm-hmm. movies and books, we love the comeback kid because it's the unexpected, and I, we all love it. Typically, when it's like someone that's kind of regressed to come back up to that pedestal because it's fun to watch, right? It's interesting. These stats don't sound like the second best player in the West. But the I'll, second, I'll I mean, this two. is all fan votes, by the way. So, I mean, Which can yeah. also be very flawed. Like in like baseball then again, last year, Blake Snell was not even in the All-Star until he's put in. So a lot of flawed with there with the fans. But yeah, like Lonzo Ball's an eighth best vote getter. So disagree with there. that as well. And Chris so. Paul. Chris Paul's 10. Okay, I'll read you the stats. So... How many points per game? Points per game is 18.9. So we'll say 19. We'll round it up. Yeah. Rebounds, he's 2.8. A- we'll say 3, but he's a guard. Yeah. Assists, he's not like he's dishing that much. 4.8. Less than 5. Good player. In my opinion, borderline all-star. Maybe, maybe not. Not second time. Bro. I think Al Horford. I think, like, you can make the, like... Al, Al Horford's been hurt, so I would say... Yeah, but, like, hurt. last year, Al Horford got the all-star nod before Andre Drummond, which I completely disagreed with. Oh, yeah. The stats were completely but, yeah. on its face. So, like, if you're going to give Al Horford an all-star nod, you might as well give Derrick Rose an all-star nod, like, in that way. Agreed. All-star, not second time vote That That's my concern. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Lonzo Ball got, like, a vote. Like, if he's ahead of Stephen Curry, there's something wrong. Yeah, you and if you, that's, if you look in, like, the front court, Luka Doncic got the second most votes. He's a great player. He's been playing well. I can see that more than Rose, okay? Yeah. I can see that more. More. And um, I just looked. DeMarcus Cousins got votes, and he hasn't played a game. This is, this is the corrupt. No, no, see, the, the all-star, they, they, um, they'll, 
they fix it. They like Zaza Pachulia. Ex- Zaza Pachulia was like second, I think, one year. So they they'll fix it. Grant, yeah, they should because yeah. Vince it- Carter got the seventh most votes. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Dwayne Wade, I think Dwayne Wade should get an All Star nod, and I'll tell you why. Kobe Bryant in his last season got an All Star nod, and he sucked in his last season. I think that's why. I think for respect to give him an All Star nod. I get that. I get your point of view. But if we're like, for example, in baseball specifically, we use All Stars as something to leverage them to the Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. So giving like willy nilly All Stars based on respect, I get it. It's it's out of good. It's out of good faith. But if you're using those to pro- to propel someone to like something like a higher level, like an All Hall no. of Fame, I, that's he, not fair. He's a Hall of Famer. I think Correct. Dwayne Wade's. Correct. I think, in my opinion, Dwayne Wade's the third best shooting guard in the NBA. Correct, but er, it's all, all time. Fair. In retrospect, it's not fair. Right, but... I get it. I think, like, okay, it's not fair, I agree, but Kobe Bryant got an all-star on his last season. And that's why I think, if you're going to give Kobe, he wasn't playing well. He, like, he, like, he's taking, like, 30, 40 shots a game, and he was, like, averaging, like, 15 points or whatever it must have been. Exactly. And then you give him an all-star on. I think it's just the respect. Wade's not on the same parallel as um, Kobe, but... Yeah, but... I get the point. Respect, get the respect point. for, I think, a future Hall of Famer. And then... Let's see. I don't. I don't see. Al Horford got the tenth most, and then uh, Jeremy Lin got the eighth most. Uh, yeah, those are all the oddity ones that I see. Yeah, that one. Some of those are kind of profound. Some of them are kind of interesting. Al Horford, in my opinion, this year he's been hurt. Not been. Perf- he's not an all star this year. Yeah. Not at all. I didn't think. Okay. He, I didn't think he was an all star. And talking about Al Horford, right? He's a big man that can also shoot. Yeah. I love. Looking at big men that can do more than just control down low, protect the rim, right? I like the expansion because when you have to go out there and you pull guys like especially Drummond and all these guys out of the center where they're strongest and force them to guard at the three-point line, that's when you open up the space for everyone else. So I'm going to read these statistics about centers right now with over 100 attempts, three-point attempts. What centers have the highest three-point percentage? Carl Anthony Towns, not a surprise. 39% with 172 attempts. That's quite a few, he quite takes, a few attempts. Yeah, he takes like a, a couple threes a game. But granted, 39%, that's very good. Yeah. You would take that from like your shooting guard. I yeah. would, right? Yeah. That's not bad. That's very good, right? Vucevic, mm-hmm. 383, good shooting. He's shoot. playing well. He's playing so well. I think he deserves an all-star now. Okay. 107 attempts, not as many, right? But granted... In my opinion, they're also splitting that time between Vucevic and Bamba, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of hurting him at the same time. In my opinion, they should be on different teams. Yeah. Because Aiton's getting all the time in the world, and Bamba's has to play behind Vucevic, who's a great player. So, tough there. We're going to have to balance that. We'll also talk about that probably in a few episodes. How yeah. about the Vucevic-Bamba situation? Marc Gasol, I love him. So good. Great player. Had a little rough game against the Pistons yesterday. Yeah. But- you know, thirty-seven point four percent. That's very respectable. Marcus Law got that uh, percentage up in, like last couple years. He's been bringing it up continuously, and I he's been improving the shooting, and I like it. I, Me I as well. And that's over one hundred fifty-five attempts. But I love the fourth person. I love it. Brooke Lopez. I yeah. love the story. Of Brooke Lopez. Lopez brought up his um him and Blake Griffin. I saw. I was watching. There's a, a statistic. Yeah, yeah I saw statistic. Both thing. of them are. They were like the. I think like attempts are like. Their percentages or whatever they're showing it from like the half a half a take to like seven a game. Yeah, so that's something so, ridiculous. Yeah, it's so they're both improving the three point shooting. So I think that's great. And thirty seven point three percent, very respectable. Respect. I saw the Pistons game. He like a step back three. Like it was incredible. I I, I saw Brook Lopez do a step back. The game he had twenty five points. Yeah. Oh, ridiculous! But you can't believe the attempt. 
255. Wow. Almost every shot he takes is a three-pointer. Yeah. And at that percentage, I'm not mad at that yeah. because that's what he's out there to do. Shooting 37%, yeah, you can take all those shots. 255, too, which yeah. is a lot of attempts. And now I kind of want to transition from Lopez into the Bucks' resurgence. The Bucks are rated at the top of the power ranking this week, and probably deservingly so. But they also rank in the one of the top echelon of defense and offense. And they have the largest differential of points in the NBA by a large margin. I want you to react to this. Give us a full breakdown of why the Bucks were so successful. Okay. So the Bucks last season, their problem was coaching. And they did that. They got rid of him. They they fired Jason Kidd. And you know him. my feelings about him. And he's just not a good coach. I'd rather have a kid in there. Yeah. They got <laughs> they got rid of um Greg Monroe, who I think was taking up cap on their team. They got rid of um they traded John Henson in the in good the move. season. Got rid of him and picked up George Hill, a good backup point guard. And they're starting I think their lineup starting lineup if I'm not wrong is Bledsoe, Brogdon. Middleton, Andacumpo, and then Lopez, which in my opinion is better than Henson starting, which they had last season. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Lopez, I think, was a great signing for the Bucks because he just wasn't getting minutes with the Lakers and everything, and I think it was just good to get him out of the Lakers because he just wasn't in their plans. And I think the Bucks needed someone like him to lock down the center because I think that was the one position they'd been missing for so long. It was the center position. They just they never had it. Ever they, since probably in when Greg Monroe started kind of degrading a little yeah. bit, that was when it opened up for new filling. Exactly. Henson couldn't fill the role. Tom Maker hasn't even come close to being a guy yeah. who could start. Brooke Lopez, in my opinion, the best low-key signing of the year. Yeah, I, I agree. And then off their bench, they have a good defender in Sterling Brown. And uh, we went to a Pistons game, and we saw... Yeah, we did. Sterling Brown locked up Blake Griffin to 18 points, and they lost, and the Pistons lost. Sterling Brown's an underrated defender, in my opinion. And then... And then they have a specialist like Tony Snell They have Tony the Snell, bench. who's a great shooter, 3 and D guy. They have a newly acquired George Hill coming off the Good bench. backup. I mean, and, and then their starting lineup's explosive. Bledsoe. Bledsoe, who's, Middleton. A, who's a slasher. Middleton, who can shoot the ball. Giannis, and no Giannis <laughs> is just... His own on his own planet, and then Lopez. Lopez is a great shooter, and then I think went over everyone, and then Brogdon, who's all who can also run the point from time to time. I think great. It was, it's just the Bucks. They they're balanced. They're so balanced and they're so deep, and that's why I think personally they can make the finals. They can. I think they can keep up with the Warriors. Me as well. I agree. And with I you. saw a couple games that they've already played against each other. I think Bucks. I believe either lost both or they lost both or they split. But the Bucks kept up with the Warriors, and I think they could keep up with them in seven game series. Wouldn't see them winning per se, especially because the Warriors are without Demarcus Cousins, which is a another, another story. Yeah. But yes. But so I think the Warriors are gonna. Um, I think or sorry, I think the Bucks, they're gonna make the finals, and I think they're the best team in the East. So I'm just gonna read. I think this is our last thing about basketball. I think we're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna read through the top ten in the power rankings, the latest power rankings for okay. us. And Ansh, I'm just gonna ask you I'll one question. Up. I was pretty much just keep it nice, simple. Yeah. What is the one team that is most surprising? Okay. And then you're going to tell us what one team do you think could slip into the top ten. That's not it. Okay? I'm going to read to you. The, the Milwaukee Bucks, a, a little statistic. The club's three-point attempts have spiked almost 61%. Wow. Ridiculous. I think yeah, that's that's accurate. They shoot a lot of threes, but they make them because they have a lot of good players. And literally, literally their offense goes, Giannis drives. 
you have to have someone collapse in on them, and you leave these shooters in the you know, wide open. On the and they have a lot side. of shooters. Middleton, Middleton Bledsoe, Lopez. And so um, you kick it to them, and they shoot it. And then I'm going to read these kind of rapid fire-ish. Okay. Um, two Warriors. Makes sense. Yeah. Three Raptors. I think that's yeah. good. Four Nuggets. 23 yeah. and 11. They're playing really well. Pacers, 24 and 12. Yeah. So they've been kind they've of They've been on a streak. They've been on one streak. OKC, 22 and 13 record. I would put OKC above uh, Indy, personally. Well, we're going to wait for your comments at the end because I want to see what one. Because you might find one that's more surprising down here. Okay. 76ers at, uh, at the 7. 23 and 14 is the record. Rockets at the 8th. 20 and 15. They have made a comeback. Um, Mike D'Antoni was the coach of the month after the resurgence. Okay, so that's a little bit to put in mind. Boston Celtics, 21 and 14. Horford's been out. Hayward just had an amazing game, scoring his career high. So that's, they might be on the right foot, okay? Um, the 10th, the last one, is the Lakers with, with LeBron. And okay. then, obviously, every other team is not in. For example, like the 11th is Clippers, 12th is Blazers. Maybe teams that you want to put up in there. Fine. So, which team is the most surprising that you find in there? In the top 10? Yes. Rockets. Rockets. Look, they've been resurging, but I don't think they're... they're what was their number? Like, like their record, they're 20, they're 20, 20 and 15. 15. Which is at a team that almost beat the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals last season. And what was their rank in the power rankings again? They're eighth in front of the Celtics and the Lakers. Like, okay, I don't see them there. I, they've been on a resurgence. James Harden's been playing out of his mind, but... Where would you put them? i put them 11. So you put them out of the playoffs? Okay. Yeah, i put them out of the um, top 10 of the power rankings. I see, I see, I see. And... I tell you, a team that would take their place and maybe they'd be ten. The oh, Clippers. The oh, Clippers have just been playing well. Tobias Harris is playing like an all star, and he's averaging like twenty points. You don't game. hear about him very often. Yeah, the Clippers are so like soft spoken. You don't hear anybody talk about the Clippers, please. Someone. Yeah, the Clippers are playing incredibly well. Very well. They're one of the yeah. They're one of the best teams in the West. They're gonna make the playoffs, and they they're gonna put up a fight. I think the Lakers maybe would be out of there too, but I don't know who I'd replace them with. Because Blazers? No, I don't think the Blazers. I, I still think Spurs. No, no, I wouldn't replace them. Yeah, so that Kings. No, Jazz. No, I think I think they're pretty good. Yeah, okay, <laughs> they're fine. But the the Rockets and then Indiana was above Oklahoma City. I don't. I can't recall the number of ranking. I can get that. I believe yeah. four and five or five and six, and I'll get that checked. Yeah, but Oklahoma City six, Pacers five. I like the. I think Thunder are better than Pacers in the power rankings wise. So the Indiana Pacers they do have a better record, granted twenty four and twelve compared to twenty two and thirteen, but that obviously record does not tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. Concerning the Rockets, sorry. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so, great reaction, Ant, and thank you. That is going to wrap up our basketball segment. And I think we're going to come back with our next segment. This one's a brand new one that we're actually coming with this year. And it's going to be our Better Now segment. And we're going to explain that, what that is when we come back. So this is our Better Now segment. This is our brand new segment. I'm going to give you a quick explanation of what it is. So we're going to read a scenario or a fact for you, and we are going to ask, is it better now? This might be a little confusing, but after our first one, I think you'll get the hang of it. So I'm going to ask you our first Better Now. So the Bucks, the Buccaneers, they pick up the option for Jameis Winston, claiming they have hope in him for next year, making him probably their primary, their primary option. Are the Bucks better now? I think the Bucks are better now because they don't really like they their little fight between like not really fight, but the competition between Ryan Fitzpatrick and James Winston. I really didn't see anything in it. I really just believe like 
Jameis Winston's a better quarterback. Yeah. Maybe he didn't show it this last season, but he's a better quarterback. So I think the Buccaneers wouldn't have had a quarterback at that point. So they kind of had to pick up the option. So they're better now? They are better now. Ding, ding. Okay. One in the column. All right. So now, this is kind of not, this is not sports related. So the Russian president, Vladimir Putin. What a guy. Is going to crack down on rap music in his country. Does not like it and claims it just corrupts the mind. Now, Ethan, is Russia better now in the crackdown of rap music? No, they're not better now. Personally, I agree with part of it, but I don't agree with the reason why. I don't believe that it corrupts the mind. Frankly, if he simply said, I think we should crack down on some of the nasty language, per se, maybe not as, treat this as such a, like, a put on this pedestal, right, when it's talking about drugs, guns, and violence, right? I could see that, right? I can sympathize. Yeah. But claiming it's corrupt to the mind, and also, this is also taking away, right, people's right and you're trying to censor people and that is not good just look at north korea look at the situation there this is not better now for russia one to one all right better now not better now so that was an interesting one you can go so ben roethlisberger this year in football what a player he led the nfl in passing yards this year really? he was crowned king now my question to you is is he better now than he was no i think um Ben Roethlisberger, back in his prime, was a different like species. He was he played so well, and he had really good players around him. I think this season he um, still does. Still yeah, he still has good players, players around him. But this season, I think the reason the Steelers didn't make the playoffs was the Le'Veon Bell distraction and whatever is happening with Antonio Brown. I don't even know, but um, so I think he is not better now than he was back in his heyday where he was winning. A couple of Super Bowls for those Steelers teams. There you go. All the right. score is 2-1 to one in favor of not better now. I have one. What's your last one? Okay. So, Kawhi Leonard is returning to San Antonio like we talked about. Now, Kawhi Leonard was traded to the Raptors, and the Raptors are now the best teams in the East. This may seem like a no-brainer, but I don't know. Maybe Ethan will say something that might change your mind. I do it a lot. <laughs> are the Raptors? Is Kawhi Leonard better now on the Raptors than he was in San Antonio? Tough question, because obviously he won the Finals MVP and he was considered to be one of the top three best players in the NBA when he was with San San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that's the obvious answer. But he was—I don't feel like he liked it there, right? And how he's playing right now, and how you can kind of see it in his physique. I think he's better now in the Raptors because he's a better fit. So I will say, yes, he is better now. All right, there you go. Ties so, it up 2-2. Two, 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 two. So my last question last is, the, is the one that will make or break. And this one is perfect for you. I picked it just for you. Or if you're, like, you're, you're going to love it and be better. Okay. <laughs> Michigan basketball, ranked number two in the country. Who would have saw this coming? Yeah. Right? Amazing team. Truthfully, amazing. They've been taking names, beating people out. Well, like beating him on the court, not like yeah. physically. <laughs> and so now my question is, we all remember the Nick Stauskas era, right? Of the Michigan Yeah, Warriors. with Trey Burke, what Nick Stauskas, all right? those, yeah. Great players. So my question is, is this Michigan team better now? Ooh, this is a really... That's a good question. It's a tough one. Because that Michigan team did go undefeated to a point just like the current one is. And yeah, I've, been, I've, been, I've been watching a little, a little bit of Michigan basketball. You know, I like their team. They got a really good defensive team, which 
Best Be- in the country, in my opinion. Yeah, which Beeline prides himself on with that defense, and they have a really good three-point shooting team. And they have a couple of good guys, like uh, Iggy Brasdikas from, I think he's from Canada. But, he is. John yeah. Teske's the center down Teske, low. Um, the Xavier Simpson, Jordan Poole. Charles Matthews. Yeah, Charles Some Matthews. Some very good players around. Isaiah Livers. All those great, great, great players. Back in that time, Michigan, let's go go back when they beat, when they made it, excuse me, to the national championship against Louisville, in which technically, as the record speaks, nobody won because Louisville was stripped of their national title because of Rick Pitino. So nobody won. That's true. That's true. So nobody won. But they had Trey Burke, who, was, who won the Wooden Player of the Year award that year. They had Stauskas. Tim Hardaway Jr. They had Stauskas. They had, in my opinion, one of the best shooters, three point shooters back then. They, they had um, they had Spike Albrecht, who is a really good shooter. They had um, Jordan Morgan, and so that was a really really good team. And I haven't. I seen, love how you've been giving all these, but have uh, alluded to the question. Yeah, are they better now? I mean, I feel like if I list them, I'll, I'll think. I haven't seen this Michigan team go through. They're good. I've been watching. They're good. They're very good. I haven't seen, I've them. seen them. I want to see them in the national title game. I think if they made it last year with that the team they had, I and I think. Well, now there's Duke. So you yeah, but Duke, I think we can beat. Even though I am also a fan of Duke, I think we can beat them. But. Drum so really roll, please. Uh, I will say Michigan is better now. They're two Ooh, in the country. They're yeah. two in the nation, and I think if Duke loses one more game, Michigan is we can leapfrog. One. I agree. Yeah, I think. I think It'd be very hard for the people figuring out the rankings mm-hmm. to put an undefeated team below a two-loss team. That would be yeah. very tough. And frankly, I would not agree with that. Even if we do beat an easy team and they lose to a hard team, two losses versus none, right. it's hard for me to believe that. So in our segment, better now. All the news that we just presented. At the end of the day, it's positive. Look at it. It's yeah. all better now. Just like life will be. Don't worry, everyone. We are going to be wrapping this up real quick. Hello, and we just wrapped up 2018 with a bang, I do say. It was a pretty good year, I do say. I don't know how you feel, Anch, but I was pretty happy. It was a great year. I liked it. I had a lot of fun with my friends and did a lot of things with family as well, so I thought it was fun. Amen, brother. So, you know, we're going to go in and we are going to give you a full cap pop culture teardown of 2018, what we liked, what we didn't, how we felt, how we didn't feel, I suppose. And we are going to get started right now into music, something that's so influential in teenagers' lives like us. Anch, what was your favorite song that you either was made or discovered in 2018? Okay, so my favorite song in 2018 now, there are a lot of good songs. There was. There are some some good ones. A lot of good (laughs) albums that were put out by um, some rappers, some some songwriters, and a lot of good ones. I'd have to say my favorite, and I think many of your favorites would be, be Sicko Mode by Travis Scott and uh, Mr. Um, Drake himself. Yeah, I there think you go. Very, very that long. one was a popular one towards the end of the year. Yeah, right, year. very fun song. I really want to go to Travis Scott's concert, but sadly I wasn't able to attend. I wish I could have went, though. I heard it was a very good concert. That is a popular yeah. song. But that, that, I would have to say, is my favorite song of 2018. Ethan, what would be your favorite song of 2018, or that you discovered? Because I know you don't really listen. Yeah, so if you know me, you really know I don't listen to much modern music. I'm, I think it's a little cliche, <laughs> but... I did discover a lot of music in 2018 that I found super influential, super meaningful, and I love it so much. I found Luke Bryan in 2018, and I love him so much now because of his 
great vocals and has great meaning to his songs. And all his songs are catchy, in my opinion. I love songs like Hunting, Fishing, and Loving Every Day by him, as well as many others. But that, I think, is at, has the top of my list. So that is my favorite song I discovered in 2018. Now we're going to transition from lyrics and vocals into the cinema, and we're going to talk about movies. Have you, do you see any 2018 films? See, I'm not the type of person who goes to the movies. Me that either. That's the problem. Yeah, honestly, but... I just like I didn't. I don't like watch many movies. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I would, I, would have, I would have for you to start. I I really like. I can't think of one right now. I'm so just... for me, I went and saw the movie Holmes and Watson. Oh. In the movie theaters with Will Ferrell attempting to be Holmes, it was kind of like a. I don't know. It was kind of interesting. It was like. I heard that was a good movie. It was okay. It was humorous. It was rather humorous, but. It was a little, I think, tacky and corny in some places, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe trying to push too humor too much down her throat, but you know, it was a decent movie. You know, some funny kind of some inappropriate, you say, humor yeah. throughout the movie. But you know, it I was wanted. All to, right. I actually personally wanted to see that movie. I was. Uh... I would not go re-see it. Okay, I would not go see it again. Mm-hmm. But happy I saw it. Happy. So that was probably the most interesting movie I saw in 2018. Okay. You watch. See, I didn't watch many movies, Me so either. I mean, I'm 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 thinking I'm thinking through that little through the little amount of movies that I've seen, but I would have to say, you know, with the little amount of movies I've watched, Incredibles two. I thought not very, a bad movie. Very, I saw um, that as well. I didn't very, know that was twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was a no. This year for so long. Yeah. You know, it felt like um, you know, it was just a funny movie. I I liked the original Incredibles, so I thought it was fun just to see that again. And it took a long time to come up with the second one. Mm-hmm. It took a long time. So I want to talk about two things that sports related that happened during two thousand eighteen. That it's kind of hard to believe they happened. It felt like so long ago. Two thousand eighteen World Cup, FIFA World Cup yeah. happened. Congratulations to the champions. Who are the champions? Ah, oh, I God. don't know this. I, I don't watch soccer. Oh, God. If you bring it up, you got to know the answer. I, I can know. look it up right now. Whatever. I forgot who the champions were. I know Croatia was a runner-up. That's all. France? Oh, France. Yes. Ah, I knew it. There you go. Congratulations to, to the champions. France, so they won. And Umtiti. And Ethan's favorite player. Absolutely. And... So, and the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea. Yes, and you know that they are adding baseball to the tw- 2020 win- um, Summer Olympics. So That's I'm very excited wonderful. for that. They're, gonna they're bringing it back, aren't they? They are. It was in um, Greece in 2020. They are. Like, it's not going to be like the NBA where it was like the dream team and get yeah. all the stars. It's going to be like minor leaguers, maybe some, like, I don't yeah. know. But hey, it's baseball. It's in the Olympics. One it thing definitely is. that was disappointing about this year's Olympics, in my opinion, I always look forward to hockey. I'm a, I like hockey. I'll watch it. There's a game on, I'll watch it. The NHL stopped allowing their players to go to the Olympics and represent their country. So they took like so they took, TV players. They took like AHL players or CHL players or. And that's not a fair representation of the true skill in America. And the U.S. and the U.S. lost in early rounds. Which, not a surprise. And I think it was ridiculous. Usually during the Olympics, there's they had the uh, Olympics break during the NHL, which is just for these players to go off and represent respect. their country. Yeah. I remember the 2014 Olympics in um, Sochi. I remember watching uh, the final between Canada and Sweden, and there were players such as Henrik Sederberg for um, Sweden or Nicholas Cronwall. And then on the Canadian side, you just have you have Sidney Crosby and then well, a bunch of other people. When that... you think of Canada, you think of hockey, ice, and bacon. So exactly. that's definitely one of the three. So, so. I, I just remember I watched that, and then if we can go even further back, the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver, I remember watching... That amazing final versus Canada and the U.S. 
And you saw like, the U.S. has some great players. And we do. It's just so disappointing that the NHL stopped allowing their players. It is. Very true. So we're going to transition now into one final thing to kind of wrap up the 2018, right? Every year is full of new trends, new style. Mm-hmm. New hairdos that always come into style and fashion. I think the thing we're going to talk about. React, I want your reaction yeah. on what trend did you like and what trend did you just think was oh so stupid. So I don't know if this trend is 2018, but I, I started no, noticing no, it. Just in go 2018. With that. If you know what I'm talking about, you, you, if, you, if you hear it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those kids, if you go to like a high school or even a middle school, those kids who wear the hat. Yes. Tip down over their eyes and they just they look real stupid. I know they say, Mommy, I need glasses. And they say, Sweetheart, lift your hat up and you'll see. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think, like, that, I think that was one of the dumbest. I don't even know if it's a 2018 trend. No, I, that, I definitely see that in 2018. I, I, I think, think that just fair. needs to stop. I, th- I think that's really stupid. I think it's dumb. I think it's stupid. Not should be, That should not be the way you should wear your hat. Yeah, I, think I, that's I agree a, with you. I think that's really stupid. I mean, like, it just, they just look so dumb. <laughs> it does. And everyone listening, if you do that, you look dumb. Yeah, so looks we're, really we're telling you before anyone else does. Sorry. They, You're welcome. It just looks not the best. And one trend that you liked. <sighs> no. Some of these trends, you know, most of these trends are just like little. Most of them are like, like one hit wonders, you know what I'm saying? They go away, but you know, what one do you like and should continue? I do not know. I can't, I can't think. I don't know. Do you have anything? Well, I can tell you one that I do not like. Right. One trend that I do not like are joggers. I am very anti-jogger. I think the elastic band on the bottom. I, I kind of like joggers. I don't like. Okay, so I don't like. So there's be- there's my friend. I like joggers. Those are. I don't even think. I think that's a little before 2018. Well, I'm just saying it's, it's lived down through. I I don't like joggers. Yeah. Okay, personally, I don't like the elastic on the bottom. I'd much rather wear cargo pants. So I'm, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. One trend that I did not mind. Okay. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna add another trend. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of critical. One trend I did not like are people wearing their chains outside of their shirt to flash their money. I've seen that before, though. I, I've seen that before 2018. I'm, I'm just, saying a trend that's still here that I don't like yeah. that should be done. Chain outside the shirt? I don't like it. I don't mind it. Flaunting money. I don't oh. mind it if it's, like, if it's like a religious chain. I don't care. I mean, I don't care. If you have your money, you can well, do it. Well, if you want to be closer to your chest, you should wear it inside your shirt. Sure. My only One thing that I do not mind at all, frankly... Are kind of the, I don't mind the trend on um, windbreakers. Playing baseball personally, really windy out there. Windbreaker really does help cut the wind. I don't mind a windbreaker, okay? That's one trend I don't mind. Okay, so that is our pop culture segment. Now, I want to just thank everyone for listening to our first podcast in a long, long, long time. Me as well. 2019 is a new year and... You know, as much as we say, we're going to try. We're going to try as hard as possible. We to really try will. To get, get these out. We, we love making them, and it hurt us for this while that we just weren't able to put out anything with school and everything. But we're going to yes. try our, our god darn best to get these out here. And, you know, I think this, is a, this, this podcast has given me, you know, something to do when, I have, when I'm, like, free. I mean, I hang out with friends. This is that. But this is the constructive, and I feel like it's something that I can work on in my free time. And I think this definitely gives Anj and I a feel like a platform in which yeah. we are able to spread something that we love to everyone else and our knowledge of this. I think it's really valuable and something that a lot of people, I think, may be opposed to doing a lot of other things. A lot of people feel just like this sense of boredom all the time. A, these are great things to make. Mm-hmm. Like we, we're going to have an ad in this one that's going to really tell you the benefits 
and the um, all the insight that you need to know to make create your own anchor podcast. Nice. Well, truthfully, it's free to use, yeah. and it's something that I think everyone ought to consider. Because yeah. it's just that much fun, and mm-hmm. truthfully, we've had a great time doing this. Yeah, these, it's so easy to make. Like We're literally just recording this on a cell phone. I mean, you don't need all the equipment. We started in a basement, too, yeah, so I'm just putting that in there. We mean, like, I mean... You don't need the equipment and all the fancy stuff that you might see. You just need a cell phone and you just need a, you need a script. And great people. Exactly. Great people make it. And I'm telling you this. Anyone who thinks that they have the capability to do this should do it. And I, I, I'm going to thank you guys again. And we'll see you, I think, for our 10th episode. Yeah. This, this will one. be the 10th. And we are going to do a little... I think this is a great monumental point mm-hmm. for EA Sports Podcast. That 10 episodes have come in. The only thing that you could do that, anymore to help us... You guys have already been great. Any more to help us is to watch our videos and to please recommend them to your friends and family. That would be very well. Thank you. We'll see you episode 10.